0: The Year of the Glory hole. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the focus group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Hello everybody and welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. Tim Bennett here as always with my good friend and co-host Mr. John T. Nash. We are uh, here every Tuesday with our podcast TFG Unbuttoned. And be sure to also catch our Wednesday show, which is the focus group. You can find all of our programming housed. John likes to use that word now housed at focusgroupradio.com, All of our audio and video uh, properties are there. And also a special thanks to our friends at critics choice video. They've been with us since the onset of our podcast. If you, when you're at focusgroupradio.com, you can click on the critics choice video logo. It's the one with sharky, the shark and start shopping away. Why stream it? And why pay for it when you can own it? So, uh, Go over to uh, Critics' Choice and uh, and Shopway. Hello, Mr. Nash.
1: I'm
0: still. What are you giggling for? Because of the simplicity with which you open
1: the show. Like I actually overthink these openers, but uh, Tim opened up with you know
0: the, what is it the year, the the year of the glory hole. hole. I was going to say 2020. <laughs> First of all, I couldn't even say it with a straight face. So the face, yeah. This is our last story of the of the three we do this week. But you so you'll have to wait. But I w- you found this story about glory holes and each paragraph my jaw dropped I didn't that's didn't. exactly what happened to me
1: as i read it in preparation i read it first i shared it and then i read the prep
0: and i'm like i mean i almost thought it was the onion because it just seems so unreal but i guess it's real so we'll we'll, we'll discuss that when we get to it but <laughs> i thought what else could you lead with i mean you there's probably the other stories are, are are good but i thought this you know 2020 is the glory hole
1: well, before we get to that, um, we, Tim and I were just speaking before we uh, turned on the mics about the uh, very nice weather we had, at least here in the Eastern Seaboard, uh, for the Labor Day weekend. And um, not a normal Labor Day, no. And on this broadcast on, on Unbuttoned, we're allowed to say the word pandemic. Yes. Tim, why don't you say it for good pandemic. measure? Because <laughs> on the main, the main COVID, show.
0: COVID-19, we can
1: COVID-19. say it at sound class. Corona. <laughs> on youtube (laughs) and our main show if we since we do a video broadcast we found out very early on that we could not use that word because for some reason uh youtube thinks that we're capitalizing off of it so many listeners in fact have picked up on the fact we call it
0: the event the event well just so you know how crazy it's gotten at youtube and google We were dinged. I don't don't even think I bothered you with this one. But you had picked a couple of weeks ago. You had done a story about the Queen's favorite movie around the holidays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flash Gordon. We were. that, That wasn't allowed to be posted. That was dinged as violent content.
1: Wait I wait a minute. I now know why you didn't bother me with this. You can't be kidding me.
0: No, I was so angry. So what ends up doing is I go in and I have to then appeal the decision and then get them to repost and get them to put the show back up. But I can see where people are getting frustrated with with YouTube. Meanwhile, you know, the commander in chief seems to be able to do whatever he wants on social media. But mentioning Flash Gordon and Queen Elizabeth, I looked at it and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Violent content, not suitable for... Uh, the web has, and it had all kinds of these disclaimers. And I, first of all, our show even says not suitable for children. Not that you and I swear a lot, but a lot of our content, <laughs> glory holes, a lot of our content <laughs> might not be suitable for kids or, or open up for explanation sometimes. But I, I just, I looked at it and I just shook my head. We also had one of our business birthdays got dinged too, for the same reason. Um, it might've been Cirque du Soleil. There was, there was some gambling or something. It, it got dinged by. It must go through some artificial intelligence.
1: We must have mentioned Las Vegas, right? Because Cirque du Soleil is all over Vegas, and but I don't see how. Wow. Okay. Well, so if you're a fan of Unbuttoned and the the focus group proper, um, you can see the difference. Yeah. (laughs) We may have to just go back to all audio. I'm I'm beginning to puzzle about that one because uh, until this all ends, right?
0: Yeah. Well, we can certainly we we certainly have more freedom with. uh, with audio, which is why people probably like the medium a bit more. But you know, we d- we stumbled into if you watch our Wednesday show, which was the the uh, the former focus group on Sirius XM Radio. We we kind of stumbled into video based upon the studio, and now John produces it uh, produces it ourselves due to uh, all the things that have happened around Corona. But it, it, it does allow you to do a few more things, I suppose, and see our, our facial expressions. And well, I,
1: I enjoy it, and I like the visuals. Um, and I guess, you know, I'll just, be, as we roll into this show, I'll just say this. It makes you and I better at what we do because we have to be cagier about how we
0: say it. Yeah, <laughs> like Carson, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so uh, we have three stories this week. John found them for us this week, so thank you. The, uh, the first one is uh, about something called acedia which is the ancient Greeks that had a word for a specific kind of bad or a specific kind of feeling you're having right now, bad feeling that you're having right now. And John and I had talked about this ourselves. I just said to him last week, I just felt very unmotivated. And John started laughing and said, you know, I found an article about that. And there's actually a name for that. And it's about, um, it happened many centuries ago, revolved around what used to happen to monks when they were in isolation. And how they would get this malaise and not feel like they had any sort of um, gumption or any sort of, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Energy? Motivation. Motivation, Motivation. that's what it is, to do anything. And so there's actually a word for it that was developed called acedia. And I laughed when I read this because I thought, man, this is either (laughs) for people, and I'm sure there's people that may be depressed, right? You're tired. Even you said you were tired of doing your Zoom calls, your Zoom cocktail party calls. Yeah, everything.
1: It's everything. And as Tim said, this... This article is fascinating because it put a word to a feeling, which is very important. It, you can't, you, you don't, you, you're not lazy, you're not listless, you're not bored, you're, you're suffering from acedia. And here they say, lockdowns have been making us inexplicably exhausted and unable to motivate ourselves to do work that's sitting right in front of us for centuries. <clears throat> There's stacks of
0: books I want to read, right? I can do all this, but you just don't want to do it. Right. And I, I laughed when you said that. It reminded me of I Love Lucy. Are you tired? Run down, listless. <laughs> you invited <need vitamin> me <laughs> to Benjamin, because you've got a Cedia. Yeah, exactly. A Cedia. Yeah. But it it was it was funny that you did this because it, I think it it made or it was it was um the article I think left you with the feeling that we're you're not alone in this isolation and and kind of not being able to get out and socialize with people the way we did, whether it's going to the movies, whether it's going to a play, whether it's just going to the library or shopping or whatever, right?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, so the, the, the article concludes by saying, so next time you're wandering around your home, yawning for no apparent reason, or struggling to convince yourself to do one of the many positive things, you know, you should do, don't call yourself depressed or lazy tell yourself you have acedia, and it's hundred percent natural for humans to respond to physical and social isolation this way and that's the core of it right right Be- so- and uh, you know the other thing that Tim didn't mention though is uh, on our we'll probably talk about it on our on the focus group as well we love September and we love Labor Day usually because for for the two of us it represents the new year right? Right, it's a start a new start a new start and so we both were like why are we feeling this way because it's kind of our new year but the realization is that a lot's changed and a lot hasn't changed <laughs> so i'm feeling acedia today acedia so we
0: learned a new word yeah yeah so that's that's always good the uh the second um article that we uh we looked at this week is this guy had done a story. He said, I flew Delta to New York City during the pandemic. I didn't expect this. And he actually went through, anyone who's been a frequent traveler or leisure traveler, you know what the expectation is, get to the airport at a certain time, go through all the protocols to get on the plane. And um, what he went through here, I thought was interesting in that um, it was a, big, a, a good business case or a good customer service lesson in that a lot of people are anxious about flying, whether it's, we know it's cramped quarters um, are people all going to behave? Is everybody going to wear a mask and so forth? And they said his his, over, his overall theme here, I thought, was Delta pretty much guided them and the other travelers through every step of the process, what to expect, and then delivered on the expectation. So the, the point here was if you were nervous about flying, um, Delta has done a great job, and I'm sure some other airlines have as well, of saying, here are the rules. You need to play by the rules. And if you do that, everyone will be fine and safe and so i thought it was a a a good business story in that regard of of delta um meeting the expectations of the flyers in terms of safety and cleanliness and so forth yeah and to pick up on what you just
1: said not just meeting the expectations but setting the expectations and that was what was so fascinating you know text messages email clear instructions for what to expect not only when he arrived uh, when you would arrive at the airport as a traveler but what to expect on the flight um, all the way from the boarding process and the gate uh, and, you know, always wear a mask the whole bit to how you might be seated on the flight. And um, I just as Tim said, I think it, it, it. the reason I liked it was exactly what he said. It is a very good example of a of a brand and a, and a a travel, you know, a travel stalwart like Delta sitting down and basically saying, OK, you know, we're not stopping flying, but we but how do we want our passengers to experience the travel and do it correctly and keep everybody safe and not raise the temperature of, you know, you know, it's America, I'm not gonna wear a mask or whatever it is. (laughs) So I just, and I really did marvel at how this probably came about. I began thinking about, you know, you and I, since we know a lot of the backstory of how companies get to this point, you know, where you're the, the consumer touch point, I'm wondering about some of the meetings they had. Um, they probably had the head of the airline um, you know stu- you know the, the what's the union for the people that the know they're the workers, they're not the pilots right. and stuff, but um, the, the the in-flight personnel. they might have been in, in the conversation. What are you expecting to see? How do you want to mitigate it? And so this was all designed to turn the temperature down. So that you had no, there was no mistaking what your, the expectation on you as a traveler was. So if you did board the plane and you refused to wear a mask, it would be no surprise to anybody
0: that you would be asked to leave the aircraft, right? Right. Yeah. And yes, and it's that simple and wear your mask when you're in public, because that's the, the way these, this virus gets transmitted. It's just foolish. For people not to protect themselves or protect others
1: and then at the very end of the article he basically said he wasn't by the time he was going through this process and the plane took off and landed he realized that he had a good flight a good experience and in fact it it just it was a non-event and that's the way i think it should be right exactly
0: the um the the last story here that we talked about uh at the beginning of the show is about glory holes uh, so it says a forgotten sex acts on likely Renaissance in the age of the pandemic. So obviously lots of people have not been hooking up or going on to the sites to, uh, to find uh fellowship. And, um, so as I was right through this, I talk about a, a, a few people that have, have now been, um, been using glory holes. And it says, I'll just read this one piece here because it says it better than I can. It says in a twist worthy 2020 glory holes are finding a new life in the pandemic and they've received support from an unlikely corner. Public health officials, who have mostly urged people to stay home, but suggested that if you're going to hook up, glory holes might be an option. The Canadian Center for Disease Control and the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene and others have recommended in one way or another the use of glory holes for sex. In New York City, or in New York, the city's official COVID-19 Safer Sex Bulletin didn't mention glory holes directly but it invites residents to make a little kinky and be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls. (laughs) So I'm I'm reading this and it goes on and on and on. I'm like, what? There's appointments apparently where you can, can go to glory holes. There's one guy. It was like, where have I been? He's been running a glory hole out of his house for two decades. Where have we been? (laughs) Have you heard of any of this? No, no, and no. And as the article
1: progresses, as Tim says, it, it it becomes more and more eye opening because there apparently is an entire universe, right? Of so that the, when the article kicks off, it talks about a young boy or young guy in his twenties who obviously has no sex life because of the lockdown, and he goes on grinder and he finds a place that you could act you could actually do appointments, right? You you do an appointment to get on the glory hole or to. And and, it, and the glory holes range from people who are doing it out of their apartment, which is, I think, what you're talking about. And and they could be as sketchy as like a black shower curtain with a hole cut in it.
0: I laughed about that and they said, <laughs> you know, you have to be very careful what holes you go to because they said, look, there could be a dirty curtain hanging in a doorway inside an apartment with pets and roommates wandering around. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. I, <laughs> that one I read and...
1: You, you come on that. in, come on in. What what time's your appointment? What's your name? Go on that side. Play like you haven't seen me. Play like you haven't seen me. I um and then it, then it talks about ones that are actually businesses where uh they're they're clean um and and they're stalls and it's like a, a place you go and you book an appointment and they have it timed so that after you're done with your room they can clean it and um you know sanitize it and you're all set. Uh,
0: I, yeah.
1: Well, they said this uh, guy in
0: Washington State has been running a private glory hole out of his home for two decades. yeah. And uh, it's very well known, apparently. And he started it after there was some Sting uh, local cruising area. And they said he's always had a steady flow of patrons. But since the pandemic, he's seen an uptick in his practice. And I'm like, practice? It sounds like a doctor's office, right? We'll have to get the, uh, maybe we should call the Falwells and see if they want to invest in a glory hole. Franchise. <laughs> we'll do I mean, it sounds like there's a Glory Hole franchise we could all buy, right? It comes with a door with a hole in it, different sizes, wipes. Yeah. I don't. I found this thing. I, I, I thought a Glory Hole was something that you just happened to stumble upon, I guess, at an adult bookstore or something. I had no idea that this was, I guess you and I heard. Uh, I had no I, idea this existed. Did you? Yeah, but not. I, th- no, I mean that you could schedule you can go on an no, no. app and schedule a visit to the glory hall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Correct. Okay. So I'm with free? So I'm with you. I knew what the term was. I know that, you know, in the old days there used to be bathrooms where people would like, you know, in, in large holes or maybe a, a a thing fell off, like a toilet paper holder fell off or something and that became like the little see-through thing or whatever, but that's about the extent of it. So I knew you'd enjoy this one. Um but when I saw it in the pages of the Times, I was like, oh, my Lord, what am I watching? What am I reading here? And it's just fascinating that, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, so apparently, <laughs> so
0: check your local glory hall, apparently, if you're looking for well, fellowship. fellowship. Did,
1: didn't the guy who ran it, I think his name is Rich, a yeah, uh, gay professional, the, like, that he, that there are, you can Google this and you can actually find sites that, um, that pinpoint that. Glory holes. So, did you try this out? No, I
0: didn't, but now we'll have to see. Okay.
1: So, I went online and I searched for, and I did have to do a little digging, but I found this one site that you put in your zip code and it does like a little Google map kind of thing and it drops pins on the map showing you where the glory (laughs) holes are. And if you hover over a pin, it actually will say whether it's a business or whether it's a private residence. And if it's private, they have kind of their own made up names so uh, probably the one closest
0: to you is sharon springs
1: (laughs) well no up here i I did the city (laughs) but there's nothing up here yeah
0: it's it's sharon springs i got that one
1: (laughs) it's in a barn yeah um
0: (laughs) with a goat yeah (laughs) there you go so
1: it's uh it's clean in in quotes and discreet in quotes the discreet part certainly personally for me this would not a functional solution. I uh, tend to not fixate on an individual part of a person. <laughs> well, the whole anonymity
0: of it, too, right? I mean, there's you're either into that or you're not. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So on that, we'll, we'll make a very, very strong pivot to our friends at Critics' Choice Video. Uh, as we said, they've been with us since the start of our show. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. If you head over to our website, which is focusgroupradio.com, you can click on the Critics' Choice Video logo and start shopping away. This whole month, we're going to be bringing back uh, one of our favorite segments from back in the day called "John Says Pick That Flick." So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mr. Nash. Oh, really? At, at the end,
1: at the end of our run on Serious, uh, we used to actually, you actually renamed it to "John Tells Bob to Pick That." F-
0: <laughs> John tells
1: Bob, "What <laughs> movie? What movie are I doing this week?" So, um, as Tim said, Criterion Month here in September on uh, the Focus Group and TFGM buttoned. And uh, Criterion's provided us with discs to give away, Um, and in the movie, it's all the same movie, and it's a wonderful, wonderful documentary called The Times of Harvey Milk. Um, Oscar-winning director Robert Epstein created this film. This release, the Criterion release, is a cleaned-up print, uh, enhanced soundtrack, uh, and some really terrific extras that they've added to really round out the period um, that The Times of Harvey Milk covers, and I've heard from some listeners uh, who have won from our last week that they're very excited to see this version because they remember seeing it originally came out and how, how it really moved them uh, to understand the LGBT movement or back then we used just say the, the game, the game movement. Um, so that's what the giveaway is. Uh, if you are the first, if you are one of the first people to name the movie, uh, the, we're going to play an audio clue. And it's about 8 to 10 seconds. If you know the movie this came from, drop us a line at letters at focusgroupradio.com. That's letters at focusgroupradio.com. If it's an email you use all the time and you check it and you win, um, I'll ask you for your address. But if you don't check too often, just include your mailing address. We only use it to mail out the discs. Um, So here we go. So this is a clue from a movie. If you know the movie it came from, letters at focusgroupradio.com.
0: I tell him that his pure, darling little girl was having a dirty little affair with a married man. You're a vile, sorry little bitch!
1: (laughs) Okay, I I could play it once more, Tim. Yes, you you need to play it once more. (laughs) All right, so again, letters at focusgroupradio.com if you know the movie this came from.
0: I tell him that his pure, darling little girl was having a dirty little affair with a married man? You're a vile, sorry, little bitch!
1: All right. Criterion Month here on TFG Unbuttoned and the Focus Group. We want to thank our friends at Criterion and at Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. They've been with us from the start here on Unbuttoned. Get those movie hats on and get guessing. And in the meantime, we want to thank you for joining us today. Um, Check out the main show, The Focus Group, uh, from 1 to 2 p.m. East on YouTube and Facebook Live. And of course, as Tim said, throughout the broadcast, everything is available at
0: focusgroupradio.com.
1: Everyone have a great week and thanks again for spending time with us.
0: It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.